Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book in the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. Hey! And I am Sammy Scorstad. <laughs> Together we have come through Book Talk, combined our to be read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Mexican by birth, Canadian by inclination, Silvia Moreno-Garcia is the author of a number of critically acclaimed novels, including Gods of Jade and Shadow. Oh, I didn't know that was her. Okay, Me neither. I have that one. Um, and that has the Sunburst Award for Excellence in Canadian Literature of the Fantastic Ignite Award. Uh, Mexican Gothic, the Locus Award, British Fantasy Award, Pacific Northwest Book Award. Oh my goodness, Aurora Award, Goodreads Award. And Velvet Was the Night, which was a finalist for the Los Angeles Times Book Prize and the McCavity Award. Okay. She has edited several anthologies, including She Walks in Shadows, the World Fantasy Award winner, published in the USA as Thulu's Daughters. Not true. So, mm. Sylvia is the publisher of Innsmouth Free Innsmouth Free Press. Her fiction has appeared in numerous magazines and anthologies. She has an MA in Science and Technology Studies from the University of British Columbia. She lives in Vancouver, British Columbia. I have to say, I when I went to Vancouver... Yeah. We went to the University of British Columbia and just walked oh. around. Prettiest campus I've ever been on. Really? Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. And because there's, like, I don't know what big mountain is in Vancouver, but it's, like, there's water and mountains and snow-capped mountains, and it's green. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. How fun. Yeah. Okay. I live next to Vancouver, Washington, and it's very confusing to because no one's Why? ever really talking about Vancouver, Washington. I don't understand why they put two Vancouver's why? so close to each other. Why would they do it? It makes no fucking sense. It's just Absolutely fucking confusing. No sense. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, after receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Noemi Taboada heads to a to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Noemi knows little about the region. Noemi is also an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, and her chic gowns and perfect red lipstick are more suited for cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough and smart with an indomitable will, and she's not afraid not of her cousin's new husband who is both menacing and alluring not of his father the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by noemi and not even of the house itself which begins to invade noemi's dreams with visions of blood and doom her only ally in this inhospitable abode is the family's youngest son shy and gentle he seems to want to help noemi but Sorry, might also <laughs> choking on my own saliva. Okay, but might also be hiding dark knowledge of his family's past, for there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place, the family's once colossal wealth and faded mining empire, kept to them from prying eyes. But as Noemi digs deeper, she unearths stories of violence and madness, and Noemi, mesmerized by the terrifying yet seductive world of High Place, may soon find it impossible to ever leave this enigmatic house behind without 
any further ado, let's get into it. Why does that remind me of Hotel California? Like the whole time I was reading that. (laughs) Mm. Um, Trigger warnings? Yeah. You want to know? Okay. Okay. Trigger warnings. Misogyny, racism, eugenics, sexual assault, and attempted R word. On page. Is that separate? No. And attempted what? Uh, they're the same. They're in the same. Like the Got it, it happens okay. on page, not just referenced. Got it. Uh, incest, forced breeding mentioned, alcohol consumption, smoking, drugging, hallucinations, medical treatment discussed, tuberculosis diagnosis, cannibalism, infertility, and miscarriages mentioned, blood and gore depiction, body horror, death of an infant mentioned, death of a father discussed, murder and attempted murder, knife violence. This is a dark book. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, when it, yeah, I was not, I didn't, okay, I don't know how that, like, we've heard about this book for as long as it's been circulating the book parts of the internet. I mm-hmm. had no idea what this was about. Yeah. Genuinely. So, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. It was published in 2020, mid 2020. It? I feel like yeah. it's been around for fucking ever. I feel like it no. was <laughs> published June 30th, 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had no idea what it was about. Uh, had no, I, I, like in the beginning, I was like, oh, is this a cutesy little romance when she's talking no. about that guy, Hugo or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, are they going to like, is he going to come rescue her? Is, what, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is taking a turn. Nope. <laughs> um, so what were your first impressions? Okay, so I started, so as I've mentioned in the past, I listened to a lot of audiobooks while I'm working. Mm-hmm. And one day I finished the book I was listening to and I was like, okay, I need something else. I, this one was just available on Libby. Like there was yeah. no wait. And so I started it, but then I like kind of zoned out. And so, I was, and then all of a sudden I was like, I don't know what's happening. So I started it. I got like 25% of the way in the first time around. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like, wasn't, I think I had missed some things. And so I wasn't super invested. Yeah. And I left it. And that was like two months ago. <laughs> okay. And so I had like some, like I already kind of had a false start with it mm-hmm. and then got back into it to, for this. Um, ultimately, like, I think overall, not one of my top books. Yeah. I, it felt like, yes, it took place in Mexico, mm-hmm. but like there was nothing significant about that. Like it could have taken place anywhere, I think. With specifically with like it has the colonial aspects of like the white yeah. family, so like I get that, but like other than that, it really wasn't unique to like I thought there was gonna be something more about like unique to the story, like of more like, about Mexico or like yeah, or just like something coming through of like it's like Mexican goth. I don't know. Like I was like, this really could have taken place in any country that's ever been affected by colonialism which is like 90 percent of the world yeah why is your Uh, mom messaging me on (laughs) why did she just message me too she just sent an attachment yeah what did she maybe she got hacked maybe she got hacked continue sammy 
Wait, I want to know what she just sent. She's literally downstairs right now. You want me to open it? Okay, I'll open it. Hold on. The only thing funnier than the pivot scene is its blooper. It's literally a the friends friends, friends <laughs> meme. Why did she send that to you? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Something okay, happened. okay. Yeah, I opened the link. I'm not gonna open oh. it because something happened. No sound, I think. But that was okay. funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> Does she send you things often? No, that's why I was like, why is your mom messaging me on Facebook? <laughs> she probably meant to send it to me and accidentally hit you. Oh, you're right. She was typing right. in. That's really funny. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Also, just the timing that, like, it's yeah. when we're recording. We haven't recorded in two weeks or so. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Um, <sighs> anyways. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, um, I, I agree. I think, like, the, there was a heavy leaning on the, like, uh, white people are evil colonialism yeah. um, thing. Which, like, I uh, honestly is refreshing in books. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree. I, I felt like maybe we were going to get more. I don't know something it's called Mexican gothic like you said exactly. like is it gonna be like more that. about like is there a history here and it was exactly. like no we're just gonna talk about these evil crazy white people it all takes place pretty much in the house yeah this... they don't speak Spanish they no. all, they're all like English or whatever yeah like they're really like British significant to like the history local history local culture local yeah. lo- like it was I don't know uh, so I think I was expecting something like that um i will say i wasn't expecting it to like i don't know what i was expecting it to be but i wasn't expecting it to be like it's kind of like a thriller you know it is yeah yeah and i and i i didn't so but i'm (laughs) I'm recently learning i don't know if i really like thrillers i feel like which is just like my own i'm not saying this book was bad it's just like my own discovery of like do i Am I enjoying just a plot about gore that has like a really fucked up <laughs> twist, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes I do. This was I like was entertained by this book, but I will say it took me like a week to finish it. It's not very long. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the audiobook. So Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I was I, happy to finish. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay. I think once the whole thing of like the so ultimately little synopsis right she goes to high place for her cousin and then she has this weird sexual tension with her cousin's husband super fucking weird and then she there's like another family member that she's like flirting with but she's like openly said does not find him attractive at all but like he's sweet and cute and she can have fun with him yeah like there are a lot of things that make her kind of unlikable Mm -hmm. noemi but um I did like the her interest in anthropology and she really wants yeah. to go to school and she doesn't want to follow in the footsteps of just becoming a wife and like a mother in these, you know, yeah. like she wants something more. And I respect that. Um, huh, relatable. But <laughs> yeah, there's other than that. And then like the fascination with the mushrooms. Yeah. It was like pretty obvious, like, oh, okay, there's gonna be something with like mold or fungus or something like yeah. that's causing this. But and then the magical part of the families tied to these mushrooms and that makes them it, it makes him immortal. Yeah. And and then there's like a cannibalistic aspect to it. Yeah. And they It was like, just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they like drug their for lack of a better word, like servants, like their workers on the yeah. in the household, and then they like remember towards the end when they think they've killed Howard or whatever his name yeah. was, and then like 
the all of the help is just like stuck yeah they're like like, frozen in place damn god damn it was just and then it felt like noemi is like her body or blood or whatever is compatible with the fungus and so they were trying to marry her into the family to reproduce more because they do fucking inbreeding shit yeah keep it in the family and oh my god and the conversation that howard he's like the head he's the one who's immortal like the head of the house or whatever yeah when they're having a conversation at dinner where it got really eugenics-y. Yeah. And, and he was like, you're kind. And, like, it's, like, all this stuff. And it was like, run, 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 run away. Run. I know. I was like, oh, I totally understood that there was going to be a thing about her getting stuck. Yeah. And then I, I felt like the whole um, side plot with, what was her cousin's name? Catalina. Yeah, with Catalina was kind of like, um, like not flushed out all the way. If that no, makes sense. it was like really just like got her to get to the house, right? Yeah. Because it was her that sent the letter, and she's the reason Noemi came to the house. But then it was like she was just kind of, it was like, okay, now what? Yeah, um, and it, it, I felt like there was going to be more scenes between Noemi and Catalina, like talking, and Noemi being like, oh. This is, like, so strange that she would even look this way or say this. Like, there was a couple of those in the beginning when she when Noemi got to high place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of was like, okay, now we don't see Catalina until the very end when she's okay. And now she's stabby stabs Virgil or whatever. I don't even really remember what happened at the end. That was kind of like, like, <laughs> like, like a blur. <laughs> it's just, like, such a, like, forget forgettable yeah I, I think for a thriller it was um not thrilling well uh, no i think it was i think it had that thrill aspect for me i think like a lot of the thrillers i read have this very it's usually like young girl kidnapped right mm-hmm. r-worded murdered 15 years later the kid is alive and solves the mystery right something like this right so i i think i was kind of refreshed by the idea that it was like okay we have yeah and we have like a woman at the forefront of the story like solving the mystery because usually Mm -hmm. that's not the case there's usually like a a man (laughs) okay and then i i liked the idea that it truly was like these white people are very bad yeah, and this is it was like a huge metaphor, everything they were doing for like, you know, yeah, white people taking using. over yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> lands and using people and, you know, um, trying to change the course of history to better themselves. And so I was kind of like, OK, I, I like this underlying thing. I just feel like the story was kind of all over the place. And I like like magical realism. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so that's not what I haven't. Uh, some of the things were unbelievable. It was just like. I don't know, just the way that the story was flushed out didn't feel, like, cohesive. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what was the guy's name? Francis? Mm-hmm. The, then they were like, okay, now they're in love. At the end? Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Well, she was I, just I fantasizing so. about Catalina's husband. Yeah, and, like, missing Hugo throughout, like, the whole story. Not really. She said she mentioned him like more than once, but even she towards was, the end. She yeah she but she mentioned him in a way where it was like, 
Yeah, he was nice to dance with, but like that yeah, was she's it. kinda like that was the what if, I think, for her. But she was like, we didn't have a connection. Like she ended up liking like build a building that I don't know, it was very like this beautiful woman and then the nerdy boy who's not very attractive, but is like yeah. they actually can have good conversations. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with Francis. And then but then Hugo was just like the one that she like would have fit into her lifestyle. Right. But she ultimately was very insignificant to her. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of random for her and Francis to, because also I was like, you know, I don't, I didn't trust Francis throughout. No, no, he's a part <laughs> of the, fa- he's under the influence. Yeah. He's part of the family too. Why, why are they all, all of them are evil except for Francis. Like yeah, if, the, if he is just out. as, I know he, if he is just as like under the influence of the mushrooms or whatever. And was like, literally born for this purpose. Then I don't understand how he's just magically not rotted in the brain as well. And if they, like, the family was so in tune with how everybody else was feeling. Like, wouldn't they realize sooner that he was, like, anti-everything they were doing? Yeah. Like, why did it take another person? Because Catalina already was, like, you know, against everything. Realized bad bad vibes. Right. Right. So it took, like, another person coming in for the rest of the family to be like, oh, Francis doesn't really agree. Right. <laughs> <Like>, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he was, like, I-, I don't know. I just really thought maybe he was going to end up being one of the villains as well. Like, when she gets lost, kind of, you know, like, in the back of the house. Right. Backyard or whatever. Yeah. And then he, like, pops out out of nowhere. I was like, uh. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Run, run, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> run 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 get out of there but i don't know before we move on to discuss the rest of mexican gothic let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from istanbul to paris and london one woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. What else did you find? All of the horny scenes were rapey. Whoa, like super, like yeah. super. I was like, I don't know what to feel because it was noted that like there was some kind of um like coercion aspect that the house was doing Mm -hmm. so i literally that's why even with when it came to like her being interested in francis i was like but is she yeah like like, i don't i don't know what to feel (laughs) i don't know what's going on yeah it was uncomfy for sure but i think a lot of thrillers are uncomfy so i don't you know i think it's definitely for the genre Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you have There's something some... to say? <gasps> Is a little kitty there? Yeah, he's been sleeping under the mic the whole time. Cute. Well, sir, you have something to say? No, he's going back to sleep. Okay, good for him. That's fine. <laughs> he was purring in the beginning, Aww. but I think it was a little too quiet. Bubbles. Bubbles. 
Yeah. <laughs> I honestly like don't have much to say on this I know. one. I mm-hmm. I think I had high hopes because it's so I like the cover and I love the cover. Yeah, cover's great. And like every bookstore I walk into, it's it like it. in the front. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm just like maybe I didn't pay enough attention to the reviews that I've actually read from it. Or seen um, on TikTok and stuff? I haven't seen many, like, recommend. I think I've seen a lot of, like, this is my, like, book haul. I picked this up, you know. But okay. I I haven't seen a lot of people give, like, a, I read it and really loved it and am recommending it. Yeah. That's a good point. <clears throat> I also think um... the it's, okay, a lot of people give it four stars. Yeah. I think when I rated it. At right after finishing it, I think I put four on Goodreads. I think it's a very, like, it's not a bad book. No. Get points for being a thriller, just because I don't like thrillers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't, like like you said, it was kind of not very memorable. Yeah. I really hate that I kind of likened it to, like, The Inheritance of or- Orchidia Divina. You know what? So did I. So you're not alone. Um, okay. I was literally, there was a one part specifically where I was like, huh, that kind of reminded me of something I've read. And then I realized that that's what it was. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, though. I don't know. I think, like, the, the family mystery part, the... Oh, oh, uh, well, like, and the, the Howard, right? With this, like, the mushrooms literally growing out of him and shit. Oh, yeah. That was well, kind of like how the, the siblings oh. and stuff had the... Oh yeah, had the flowers growing out of them in different yeah. parts. It was that was similar. I, I get where you're coming from. I do. Have we? Are we just out of practice from recording? Also, <laughs> is like, I'm, I, I think am I nervous? so. <laughs> I'm not nervous. Say, <laughs> I literally, I, I remember finishing this book and just being like, "I'll be able to talk about this 20 minute max." Yeah. Like. I, hmm. Which is unfortunate because, like, I wanted to like it. I haven't read a book that I like am like, I love this in a hot second. Dude, for real. I'm Loki in a slump right now. Last yeah. month, my stats were like, I read like 18 you were books. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And six of those were the fucking Blood yeah. and Ash ones. So they're all 600 <laughs> pages each. It was my highest reading month, like, stats wise in the entire year so far and then today when we're recording we're 19 days into august and i have finished five books (laughs) and one of them i technically started reading like 90 percent of in july and then finished the last 10 percent i i'm in a slump i am finally finishing a court of silver flames oh my god i know i'm glad I know, me too. I have an hour left of the audiobook. Oh my god, how fun. I know. Ah. Ah. And then I'm gonna read uh, what, is, what did I want to read? Isn't Aliana reading that right now also? She she already finished it too. Okay. Like, when Layla and Aliana both finished it, I was like, okay, now I have to finish yeah. it. Because I, like, Layla read the entirety of Akatar and the Crescent City books. <laughs> by the time and then I was like okay I should probably like over the last three weeks yeah <laughs> after I recommended them to her and so I was like mm, 
I should probably follow through with finishing the series that I recommended to her. Probably, yeah. I just remember Aliana posted uh, Be Real. And, oh, she did? And on the, she was like reading on her laptop. And of course I zoomed in because I'm nosy. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I see Nesta's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know what we're reading. <laughs> yeah, she's been sending me her reactions to everything. That's funny. That's funny. I was full on crying walking around the harbor yesterday listening to it. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you the scene that I was crying at afterwards. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was I was like, okay, I just yeah. Today I'm I'm excited to get back into fantasy this fall. Dude, me too. I'm yeah. excited for we need some uh what's that called? Academia? What word Dark Academia? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Can you tell when we're recording on a yeah. work day that my brain yeah. is like mush? <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble on the twenty third and get Babel. Listen, I looked it up because I saw people saying Babel, Babel and I thought it was Babel. And I then other people were saying Babel. People Babel are saying Babel. Sounds dumb as fuck. Dude, I fucking know. Babel. It should it's be Babel. Babel. Dude, I fucking know. <laughs> but then I was <laughs> we like, have to oh no, we're and- going to talk about it on the podcast. I don't want to sound stupid by saying Babel if it's Babel. Hold on. Because wouldn't, wouldn't you think Babel has, to have has had- two B's and yeah. L-E R-S instead Wong. of E-L? But like Babel, it has such good reviews so far. I'm so I excited. Want it. I want it now. I, I literally need it. Literally going literally. to take the baby to Barnes and Nobles to Hell get yeah. it. Hell yeah! Just put an S at the end of Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Nobles. There's no S. Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> There's no S. Stop it. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Okay, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Bro, today I was uh, doing my workout, as I usually do. I listen to an audiobook in my ears. And usually oh. I end up accidentally ending up at a smut scene when I'm on the stair climber. I don't know how it happens. It's like the universe knows. Okay? Yeah. And today there was only like one other person in the gym with me. And he was like going hard. And I was like, good for you, dude. Please move out of my way. Um, I was blushing so hard. <laughs> I'm listening to Bet, Bet on, on it? it. Yeah, by Jody Slaughter Slater. I don't know how to say her last name. Okay, but question. it's spelled like Slaughter. <laughs> question. Yeah. Is the the um the text message that Sarah? Yes, that's on mine. Instagram, that's, that's you. <laughs> I was texting her. I was literally like, I started texting her when I thought it was about to be a smut scene, and then the smut scene was happening, and I was literally like, I I never have to pause. Like I never have to. I had to pause. I was like, okay, I need to like take a deep breath. <laughs> also, people, you must like. I realize a lot of people have not experienced listening to smut scenes literally it's 10 billion times better than reading it's them with your so own brain much more intense yeah it's way more erotic <laughs> like, it, it is feels so much different you're like oh my oh my god <laughs> especially oh and the okay the person who like reads a court of silver flames the yeah. audio like the reader for it she gets breathy during some of the yeah. scenes <laughs> like yeah she's it gets very um I distinctly yeah. remember that actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another topic. Yeah. Light lark. Okay. I have okay. words. Okay. Tell so me your words. I recall last year when 
the author of Light Lark posted about like her billboard moment in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, oh, okay, I'll follow this girl. Whenever her book comes out, I'll read it maybe. Yeah. So the whole issue, right, is that she's related to somebody who has connections. Right. So her book has been picked up for a movie before it's out mm-hmm. as a book and people are mad. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, like I'm not missing anything. That's that's why people are mad. People were all. Yes, I think it was the issue of nepotism. OK, potentially. But then also people got advanced copies and it was and bad. It was bad. Okay. But also she had done the thing that a lot of like new authors do on TikTok where they'll just put a scene or like a few lines of dialogue mm-hmm. and like this is going to be in my new book, get it when it comes out, like, if Mm -hmm. you want to read the rest of the scene. And people were like, those weren't even in the book. Oh, really? The things that she teased, or or they kind of were, but she changed them dramatically. Oh. And and so people were like, false advertising. I was reading (laughs) for these tropes that you literally said were, like, and she didn't end up putting them in. Mm. Interesting. Also, it's another 18-year-old, or I think it's 26-year-old, and then a, the two um, love interests are 500 years plus old. Uh-huh. I mean... And so people are, like, I know, you were but just it's, like... talking about Akatar. <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, that's another thing where people are, like, another one, really? Um, yeah. So here's which my... Which I'm, I'm not opposed to, but yeah, I've seen that it's a, quite it's a, a bit. Trope. Yeah. 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 Here's my thing. Okay. Okay. The entire internet is mad at this young Latina author, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we, what about Taylor Jenkins Reid literally saying in, an, in a, uh, an interview a few months ago when people were like, so why did you decide to write about a gay or a bisexual Latina when you are neither bisexual nor mm-hmm. Latina. And she was like, it's not my story. It's not my place to tell these stories, but I decided to and da da da. And then she did it again with Carrie Soto and people are right. like fucking all hype for this fucking book, except for actual Latinos. See, and then, it's I, so I just funny. think it's interesting. Like we don't talk, we don't talk about like the white people who are doing bad it's things and they shit. know that they're, and they've acknowledged that they're doing a bad thing, but they're still doing it. But then like a nepotism latina gets like shit on <laughs> like i don't know yeah. you know and it's just been blown up like when i heard the issue i was like i i mean if we hated all nepotism babies right yeah there would be no one to love right <laughs> like there would just right i do but know the the, the the false marketing thing i i also i i understand that more like the anger from that mm-hmm. but also if she was teasing it before final edits that probably shouldn't have been done you know Right, in general, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because shit gets taken out, and that that happens. But also, that's the nature of books, I don't know. Another TikTok book. I do know there were other Latinas that I saw criticizing, because she also advertised it as, like, my main character is Latina. And then... Alex Astor, or? Yeah, Alex Astor. Okay, okay. She was like you need like do you want a book like blah blah blah, that has a latina main character and then there were some i I don't remember the exact users but i saw some criticism of how like how she wrote the character too okay um where it was just 
in a very in more of like a like peddling to certain stereotypes and then um which is like you can't write one character that's going to represent an entire community in a way that everybody is happy with yeah you know i I think i don't get as mad about stereotyping if the person who wrote it is actually yeah from that that yeah which makes more sense yeah so it's like honestly it it does seem it comes from like like so much of the criticism stems from the ne- issue with nepotism. Yeah. And so people are looking for things. But I have watched, oh god, it's so sad. I have watched the reviews on Goodreads go from uh-huh. like 4.5 is uh-huh. at 2.6 now. Yeah. Before it's even released. It's not even out yet. Like people are horrible. Like this is yeah. like right this woman didn't kill anyone. No. <laughs> right? She's a nepotism baby and maybe she, you know, did did some bad advertising. Yeah, because she was excited. You know, I'm not gonna make like I don't know this woman. I'm not gonna make excuses for somebody I don't know. But I will say right. that like ruining somebody's writing career without actually basing that on their writing is kind of yeah. shitty. Like that's so shitty. shitty. And people are writing reviews like they haven't even they haven't read any of it, and they're still tanking people, yeah. it for no reason. I even further on this because this is a big thing. Like, and I like have a lot of friends on book twitter who will like hear one of their favorite authors is releasing something and as soon as it's put on goodreads like before it's you know actually released they will go just rate it five stars and i'm like that's very nice of you to be nice to authors like i agree like if i don't have anything good to say i won't write a review you know Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. right uh unless it's absolutely fucking horrible (laughs) but (laughs) i digress it's just like it's not fair to other people in the industry who are tr- also trying to make it like right it read it first at least or finish it i don't like it when people dnf and then also or they'll be like write DNF'd a at 30 percent. here's my but review you can't write a book. full review then no like, don't don't even do that because you're hurting this author's chances even if they're like shitty right <laughs> like it's it's super hard and i i'm very on the fence. Obviously, like when we're recording this, this is this episode's not going to go up for like another month. So right. if Alex Astor comes out with something else bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, right. I take back what at I was the time of recording. Nice, but at the time of recording, all we know is she's an Epo baby and did some bad advertising. So, but apparently, she's fully claimed that she didn't use any of her connections and she did like cold emailing and stuff. And she but how did tried really hard. Yeah. She said she cold emailed. Like, the thing is, I, that doesn't actually surprise me very much of like how big it was already getting on TikTok. Yeah. And how many, the thing is, it's like, it might be getting a movie, but it very much might, like, somebody just bought the rights to it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think book adaptations, book to movie, book to TV show adaptations are having a huge moment right now. Mm hmm. And so production companies or whatever, whoever the fuck buys the rights are like scrambling to get whatever they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. So I like that, that actually isn't surprising. I think, I think people are, they're just trying to snatch up the rights to whatever they can. You made a very good point. And my biggest example with buying rights to things and then nothing ever fucking happens with it also uh-huh. is a huge thing uh-huh. is john green sold the rights to looking for alaska in like 2008 yeah and that yeah nothing happened to it until 2020 yeah yeah no and like 
oh god who has the rights to like the akatar rights have been sold yeah, like for Hulu, amazon long? everybody's Throne been traded glass. around <laughs> like the cassandra clare books like yeah. the the prequel ones the um the ones that you read those have been somebody like, has owned those for over a decade now yeah so just, I think it's just a matter of like people are they're fighting to have the rights to things. That's it. Yeah, no, 100%. And especially if it's something like they have even if it hasn't been regarded by anybody yet like actually read for the most part, mm-hmm. it's being like pushed out there. Yeah. It's being talked about, which right. even a, a big example of that is like where the crowdads thing, right? Right. Yeah. Like people were talking bad shit about this book and it still was put in but production and made into it. a movie. Yeah, because people were talking about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Watch. Maybe in like a year, right? They'll probably, if if the book's actually got something behind it and mm-hmm. it is good and then people would actually like to see it be turned into something, maybe mm-hmm. Taylor Swift will write a song for it and then everybody who changes knows? up real quick. Who knows? Real quick. Yep. Mm. Well... I think ultimately, though, like, there are quite a few reviews just saying the writing's really cringy Yeah, I feel bad. Like I, I tweeted about something like this the other day um, mm-hmm. that was just, like, I have seen so many bad books published Yeah, that it's, like, write whatever you're writing, you know? Yeah. Don't don't feel discouraged that like the publishing industry is very hard to get into. It definitely isn't easy to get into, but goddamn, there are some There's bad some books trash out, there. out there. Yeah, like and they're getting published and they're making money. Like you Just do you. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot exactly. Cuz you never fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Should we close on Mexican Gothic? We should. What's your rating? Um do like like it was fine. Yeah, I, I'll I'll do like three stars. I think that's fair. I think I'll go three five. I think I I liked it three point five. Sorry. Okay. I think I I I wasn't like there wasn't anything where I was like I'm completely turned off by this whole book. Like it's outrageous. And I feel like there's a lot of books that sometimes I give a three two that I felt like I didn't really like. Yeah. You no. Know? Like I just I, felt I very like remember mid when we rated about this. Yeah. No, it was very mid. So I I think like it was. But I'll bump it a little bit above mid just because I feel like a lot of the reason I didn't like it was because it was a thriller. And I can't mm-hmm. – I we read a thriller. <laughs> that's on me. Yeah, right? it, that's so the genre. That's not yeah. on the book. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with like a 3.5, I think. Okay. I realized like how generous we are with rating. I feel like, like I have to make it make sense. Like somebody wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like yeah. There's a I human behind, behind the other end of it. Like, and considering my own biases and everything, it's like yeah, yeah that's that's a three. Even it's though it's not their fault that they wrote a thriller. I decided to read it blind and don't really like thrillers, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not on that's not on them. That's on me. <laughs> right. Um anything else to say? No. Okay. Um, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Cabrera-Dixon. Uh-huh. I can't get over that. I'm Sammy Scorstead. <laughs> and this has been an episode of Hardcore Hose. If you enjoyed this little
and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Fat Chance Charlie Vega by Cristal Maldonado. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading. Do you want to hear Kitty Purrs? Yes. I think I can make him purr. No, you're so sleepy, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, we got a little purr. He's too sleepy. Ah. Tiny sneeze. Oh. No, he's trying to eat my headphones. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>